This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1310. Tens or hundreds? How to write IELTS numbers correctly. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Today, you'll hear a special episode from our Business English podcast. You'll learn how to talk about general and specific numbers correctly in English because your language might talk about numbers very differently. Listen up for an excellent IELTS and Business English lesson today. Hey! At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Aubrey, you are on so many podcasts. Let me just like recognize that fact, first of all. <laughs> I know it's been so fun to be able to be a part of the, our new Business English podcast, as well as All Ears English. I love recording with all of our different co-hosts. It's so much fun. It's so awesome. So guys, we know that talking about numbers and writing about numbers especially can be difficult. It seems like this should be an easy thing, right? Every language has numbers, you know, like it should be easy. But guys, different languages express numbers differently, right? And if you try and translate that, you are going to really mess up an IELTS task one academic essay where you have to talk about a bunch of numbers. Yes, it's so tricky that you can't translate numbers directly between a lot of languages. This happens in French, Chinese, likely in your language as well. Mm -hmm. We just can't translate the number directly across, which can cause you problems on the IELTS exam if you're not prepared. Yeah, exactly. So guys, that's why we always tell students to read the business section or the finance section of the newspaper, right? Because not only do you need to know how to write and say numbers in English, but all the vocabulary around the numbers is so important for IELTS and not just academic, right? For general students as well. Um, on writing task two, you have to talk about, you know, amounts of people sometimes if you're referring to populations, whatever. Um, when you're giving examples on the speaking test, we use numbers. Numbers are everywhere. So that's why, guys, today we are bringing you a very special episode of the Business English Podcast. Yes, the third All Ears English Podcast is called Business English. So go ahead and pause right now, search Business English wherever you're listening and hit follow. But guys, we are bringing you this awesome episode today. And it'll seem familiar because Aubrey is also on there. 
Yes, exactly right. This episode, we're really excited to bring it to you. Lindsay and I were teaching about big numbers and how to say them correctly in English. You need this for IELTS, and I'm glad you let them know, um, Jessica, to follow the Business English Podcast because there's so much information and vocabulary there as well that will be super useful for the IELTS exam. So good. All right, guys. So without further ado, I don't know why I say that phrase all the time. I love it. I love it. But without further ado, let's get to that episode. How's it going, Aubrey? How's everything? I'm great, Lindsay. How are you? Oh, I'm feeling good today. Today we're talking about numbers, right? Which as English teachers, maybe, well, I'll speak for myself. It's not my forte. (laughs) I know, right? I'm no mathematician, (laughs) but I have, having taught French, uh, there are some tricky things about teaching numbers in different languages because they don't all work the way numbers work in English, right, Lindsay? Mm, It can be really tricky for sure. I've experienced that as a language learner too. So we have a student question, right? And we're just going to go ahead and say it right, right off the bat. Aubrey, yeah, what is the it. student's question today? So this student asked, why do I never hear tens of millions in English? Mm-hmm. And I was able to ask the student about this, and we're going to share a couple of things in a few different languages where the number system or specific numbers work so differently than in English that it can be really confusing once you're learning English and expect it to go a certain way, expect it to go like you're right. used to, and it doesn't. Yep. Just like we can't translate directly from a language, we can't make yep. assumptions about how numbers are phrased between our native languages and English, right? And so this is really going to apply today to the business world for everyone. You know, this is our Business English podcast. Guys, make sure you go and hit follow, find that follow button today so that we can just drop right into your podcast listening queue. So you don't have to remember to listen. We'll just show up for you for three days a week. Right, Aubrey? Yes, absolutely. So be sure to hit follow wherever you find your podcast. And for great vocab like today, this is especially important at work in business English. If you're talking about big, you know, contracts, clients, important numbers, you want to make sure that you're clear and accurate. And so you can't translate directly. You can't expect numbers to work like in your first language. Oh my God. So let's give our listeners some examples of what we're talking about here. Yeah. (laughs) So it can be so different in French. How do we conceptualize numbers? Yes. So in French, the numbers are different than in English. Like after 70, instead of a base 10, it's called where you're counting by tens, it's a base 20. So to say 70, you say 60, 10. And to Mm. say 80, you say four twenties. So that's really difficult for English um, learners to you know, conceptualize when they're learning French. Yes. And for French speakers, it's tricky to learn English. You just can't translate directly. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, these numbers can have real life consequences. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> right? if, when we get into the really big numbers, the consequences get even bigger, don't they? Right. If we're buying a house. <laughs> so yes. we want to make sure we get this right. A salary, exactly. negotiating a salary. OK, so in Danish coming from Danish, what do we know from that language? Yeah, this was fascinating to me. I sort of looked up some anomalies and just very different from English. In Danish, some multiples of 10 are formed with fractions. So when they say the number 50, they say half third times 20. 
Oh my gosh. And 70 is like three and a half times 20. So it's so interesting because having, you know, growing up with that language, it would make perfect sense to someone who speaks Danish. But when you're an English learner or, you know, anyone else learning another language coming to Danish, that's going to be a little confusing. Yeah, this is one of the hardest things. I remember in Arabic, we had some of those, I can't even articulate how it's different or how it's formed right now, but it is a matter of sitting there. If you're there in a class with your teacher, your teacher says, you know, say 75 in Arabic, you sit there and think. <laughs> right. 60 plus 15, yeah. right? That's what it would be in French. Right, right, right. It's, right, so, right. Tricky. it's so tough. So this is different from the way that we might learn a, a word, a vocabulary word, just by kind of knowing it. It's different in the beginning when we start as a total beginner in English. Right, so how yeah. is it in English that we break down numbers? Yeah. So this, um, what we're going to focus on today is um, sort of the general numbers when we estimate and um, generalize large numbers. And we do this all the time in business English. And this is what came up with this student question asking about tens of millions. Why don't we say tens of millions? So in English, numbers are broken down by how many thousands they have. But for example, in Chinese, it works very differently. Numbers are based off how many tens of thousands they have. So not only is our counting our sort of general numbers, numbers very strange to someone who speaks Chinese, Mm -hmm. they will also be very surprised that they won't hear or don't say tens of thousands or tens of millions. So we're going to go into which terms we use in English to generalize or estimate numbers in English so that you can be sure that at work in business English, you're using the correct terms. Yeah. And this might be very related to your currency. I'm not sure, right? Mm. Um, Maybe these numbers, the language formed around the currency. Like how many bills are we dealing with? Talking about inflation, things like that. We don't know, but it's important to get this straight. So what's the pro tip here, Aubrey? Yeah. So in English, our pro tip is to avoid saying tens of, right? Mm -hmm. When we're talking about small numbers, we would say dozens of instead of tens of, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for large numbers, we will usually say several instead of tens of. So we're going to give you lots of examples here. So you see what we mean, and you're probably going to start saying, okay, yeah, that sounds familiar. I've heard that. And you likely won't hear very often tens of thousands or tens of millions. We just don't say that very often. I love that. So let's go into a little bit more detail here, Aubrey. So number one, when we talk about thousands, uh, tell us more here. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to use thousands whenever we're talking about multiple thousands, but below a hundred thousand. And using the word dollars when we're talking about money is optional. So we'll always give you examples with both because you can just say, you know, thousands or thousands of dollars. Right. Well, for example, we'll save thousands by going with this client. You could say that. Yep. Or you Mm -hmm. could say we'll save thousands of dollars by going with this client and dollars is implied. So it's optional. Yeah. Anytime you have the word save, that's a trigger word for money, right? So you don't need that dollar. Yeah. Yeah. And even time, right? You might say, I have spent thousands of hours on this project Mm -hmm. and we wouldn't say tens of thousands of hours, right? We're just going to keep it more general and just say thousands of hours. Yeah. Now I know our listeners probably have heard though, tens of thousands, right? Out in the world, this cost me like tens of thousands in some way they've heard it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like we never say it, right? right. It's, I feel, but, I feel like I don't hear it often, 
because yeah. we're always trying to save time and tens of thousands means the same to me as thousands <laughs> because we're just talking about sort of a general number. We're not right. getting specific. Yes. Anything below a hundred thousand, it means the same to say thousands or tens of thousands. Mm -hmm. So why would we add those extra syllables? So Good you question. may hear that it's not grammatically wrong, but we usually will just eliminate it to save time. Yeah, let's save time. Let's be succinct and direct. So let's just eliminate that and just say thousands, guys. Yeah. So much or easier. Or what you might hear instead, we mentioned this a minute ago, is several thousand. Yeah. I would more likely say, you know, we saved several thousand dollars by going this way instead of we saved tens of thousands of dollars. Mm, I love that. Okay. When it comes to hundreds of thousands, let's get higher, right? Mm -hmm. so uh, this is just above a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. We're going to start saying hundreds of thousands. Okay. So yeah. So we're, for example, we're hundreds of thousands. What? Hundreds oh, of thousands. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands away from our goal. Away from our goal. Or you could say we're hundreds of thousands of dollars away from our goal. Same mm -hmm. where the dollars is optional. Or they're hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Write this down, guys, because it could be a little complicated. So write it down. Um, what else, Aubrey? Yeah, here's an interesting note that if, if you do use several instead of like tens of or hundreds of, you would need dollars, right? You couldn't say there are several hundred thousands in debt. Mm. You need that several hundred thousand dollars in debt, almost as if several replaces an actual number. Ooh, so good to know. Love it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, number two, the second one we need to know here is millions, talking about millions. Yes, and the same rules apply, right? We'll give you more example sentences here, but we are when we say millions, we're talking about multiple millions, but mm -hmm. below 100 million. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for example, guys, the contract is worth millions, right? Millions of dollars, that's assumed. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. And you see how general we stay, right? This is where all we need to know is it's worth millions, Maybe we're exaggerating here. Maybe this is pretty accurate, but we're just, whatever the conversation is, we're not getting into specific numbers. We're staying general. We're estimating, and we'll just say millions for anything below 100 million. Yes. And the next one, what would be another example? Yeah, you might say their budget is millions of dollars. Mm. And again, that dollars is optional. You could just say their budget is millions. Yes. And tens of millions. What do you think? Yeah, you might hear it every now and then, just like tens of thousands. Yeah. But again, you know, we usually will just say millions because it means the same thing. Millions yeah. of dollars or tens of millions of dollars. All I'm doing is adding syllables for myself. So you're not going to hear it very often. Oh, my gosh. Now the numbers are getting really big. Yes. <laughs> right, numbers we don't deal with every day. So hundreds right. of millions. What about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you might say the contract is for hundreds of millions of dollars. Whoa. And it's interesting how they both have to be plural. Hundreds of millions. Oh, All three. that is interesting. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Of dollars. Uh -huh. That is a lot of money. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> or for example, their client has hundreds of millions of dollars invested in real estate. Yeah. Yes. And mm -hmm. you can keep in mind that you can use several for all of these, right? The contract is for several hundred million dollars. 
And if you add several, notice how all of those become singular. Oh, several hundred million dollars. Mm, well, hundred million becomes singular. <laughs> maybe we should make a course, Aubrey, on Ooh, I like this. Because I feel like this is something our listeners need the app, right? They need to listen. They need to mm. see these things written. Um, guys, if you want that, let us know. You know, send me an email to lindsay at allersenglish.com because we are going to be in the business of making new business English courses this fall. And there's a lot that we could do, but we want to make courses that you guys are looking for. So yes, could be a candidate. We have, whenever we have a podcast on here that you guys think, I want to know more, I want more like yes. this, let us know because that would be a great way to build a course. That would be really cool. Okay, Aubrey. So yeah. now let's get into a role play. Let's make it real. We are accountants. Yes. Oh, I could not be. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's not my personality. <laughs> um, You'll have to <laughs> harness your skills of an actress yes. here. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just not detail-oriented enough to be an accountant mm -hmm. because I just feel like that numbers are never 100% correct. <laughs> That's going to be really appropriate for this role play because we're discussing an audit we're performing and the numbers are just not adding up. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right, these numbers aren't adding up. They're off by millions. Oh, wow. Could be worse, I guess. At least they're not off by hundreds of millions. Well, true. Let's go through and see where they're off. It looks like the wrong number was inputted for sales in 2022. It's off by several hundred thousand. Oh my gosh, that is my nightmare scenario, having to do that. No, never. <laughs> it really does sound miserable, to especially podcasting. if you're off by this much. You'd be like, whoa, we have a serious problem here. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Um, all right, so what we did here, guys, first I said, these numbers aren't adding up, and that's a bonus phrase for today. Mm -hmm. Adding up, really good one, meaning what, Aubrey? Meaning... Yeah, it means they don't make sense. There's right. something wrong. They don't match what your expectation is. And here it's kind of a double meaning, right? Like literally we're adding the numbers. And, and they're literally not adding up. That's true because we use it idiomatically for anything. It would be like your actions aren't yes. adding up for what I would expect for your behavior. Yeah. And then we also use it more literally. Like these numbers fun. aren't adding up. It's always fun when you can use a word in a literal and metaphorical sense at the same time. It's true. That's a pro tip. That's so good. 99% <laughs> fluency, guys. Um, so they're off by millions. Yeah. Right? And so this is the kind of situation where you're not going to share the specific number. Imagine if the number is like, you know, 15,987,652. Like no one has time for you to say that number. You're <laughs> no. going to instead just say millions or yes. several million. We stay broad until we have to really get into the details and then, exactly. then we have to find an accountant to do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right. So what did you say after that? I said, ooh, that's terrible, but at least they're not off by hundreds of millions. Mm -hmm. And I could again here say several hundred million but keep in mind that those two words become singular if I use several to replace the number. That's a really important call out here, Aubrey, right? They yeah. become singular once we say several hundred million. Guys, listen mm -hmm. to this again if everything's not clear, right? This is the kind of episode you may want to listen to twice. Yes. Yep. Uh, what and else, Aubrey? My last one here, I did. I used several and said it's off by several hundred thousand means the same thing as saying it's off by hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh Ooh, my gosh. So interesting. Ooh, so guys, <laughs> yeah. for the takeaway today, Aubrey, is make Don't sure you accountant. have a great accountant <laughs> to take care of this for you. Um, that's number one. And I'm sure we have many listeners who are accountants, and I, I bet you guys are great at your jobs. And we they're need probably accountants. laughing at us because yeah. they're like, oh, you silly. <laughs> so easy. It would not be that hard. <laughs> that is so simple and easy, yeah. right? Um, we need great accountants in this world for sure. Just, I guess the key is just knowing what we do well like how does your brain think does it think in terms of numbers or does it think in some other way explore that 
right? Give some space for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this like large numbers terms for estimating numbers is just another way that it's important to remember not to translate directly from your first language, because some things like this just don't work. It's not going to make sense. And the numbers will be wrong if you try to translate them directly from a lot of first languages. And as we said earlier, the stakes are higher, the bigger the numbers get. Right? <laughs> Dealing yes, with exactly. signing for a mortgage or doing a deal in, at mm, work. We really want to make sure. Yes, we want to make sure we're confident with these numbers. So let us know, guys, if you're interested in a course on this. I could see us making a really cool little course on how to read numbers, how to say numbers in English in business. So good awesome. stuff, Aubrey. Thanks for hanging out and creating this episode for us today. Thanks, Lindsay. I'll see you next time. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh, there there are so many pro tips in there. Yes, right. My favorite is avoiding saying tens of, right? It's really easy to get this wrong. Native English speakers don't say this. And when you say a number that also that you can say dollars or not, so many great tips here. Yep, exactly. Um, And I love that tip also. Like if you say um, several before the number, then you have to say dollars after. There Mm. are so many little rules that I notice students just don't know, just have never learned on IELTS. Um, You're reading a task one essay, right? And they don't talk about the numbers correctly. They don't refer to the units of measurement correctly. Um, And that's part of your task score, guys, is being able to describe these numbers accurately. So again, Oh my gosh, this episode is so useful for you guys. Um, For more very useful vocabulary and strategies, not just for IELTS, guys, but of course, for your life after IELTS, when you have your dream job and you're just using a bunch of English, um, search for the Business English Podcast right now, guys, wherever you're listening, and make sure to hit follow. Um, Aubrey, you're on there quite a bit, right? Yes, it's about half of the episodes are Lindsay and I, and about half are Michelle and Lindsay. We have three new episodes every week. And like you were saying, not only will it help you on the IELTS exam, but IELTS is not the end goal. Most of you will be working in English, having friends and a great network in English. You want to be ready for that. So the Business English Podcast is a great way to do that. Totally, totally. So again, guys, business English, search for that wherever you're listening. Look for that bright yellow of all ears English and hit follow. All right. Awesome. Aubrey, thanks for, uh, you know, having two episodes in one today. Thank you, Jessica. I'll see you guys over on the Business English podcast as well. And I'll see you next time, Jessica. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.